Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my good buddy, my co-host, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Paulie, how are you doing today? JC, I'm great. Uh, thanks for having this kind of special podcast uh, on what's going on with uh, multifamily financing. So we have a lot of people on to come to this podcast and kind of talk a little bit about what they do, whether it's cost segregation or uh, using IRAs for self-directed into this. So this is my time to kind of talk a little bit about what I do, and that's apartment financing. So uh, we've had a couple of questions that have come on for the last, say, 30, 45 days about what, what the direction is for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac because they really have started to slow things down tremendously. So they did a couple of different things. They, they raised interest rates uh, significantly. Where interest rates back about a month and a half ago were up maybe three and a half percent. Now they're at four and a half, four and three quarters, uh, almost five percent in some cases. And then they've also uh, changed underwriting uh, too, where you were thinking about getting two or three or four years of interest only. Now you're getting say one year of interest only. So it's kind of changed a lot of uh, direction for people that have been using Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And why that is important is because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they probably do almost at 50% or greater than 50% of all the multifamily uh, financing out there. So they're going through kind of a, these gyrations of, of questions about can we use them uh, for financing on multifamily properties. So in the podcast today, we brought uh, an expert on financing of apartments uh, with Doherty Mortgage and Doherty is is a dust lender, they're a delegated underwriter servicer. So they are the decision makers on behalf of Fannie Mae. So Fritz Waldvogel, we've had on Fritz before. So I wanted to have Fritz kind of explain a little bit about what's going on and see if there's any bright clouds at the end of this, uh, this turbulent sky. So Fritz, thanks for being on the podcast. We appreciate you jumping in last moment and kind of, kind of explaining what's going on. So I'll ask the question, Fritz, what's going on? <laughs> well, first off, thanks for having me back, Paul and JC. Always love being your podcast. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a challenging last, say, 40 to 60 days with uh, both Fannie and Freddie pulling back significantly from where they were, uh, you know, like you mentioned, raising interest rates and, and pulling back on credit. And that's all tied to their overall uh, cap. So each, uh, as it stands right now, for this previous year of 2019, they could only do $35 billion each, so $35 billion for Fannie and $35 billion for Freddie. Now, there are certain products that you know, they could do above and beyond that, such as the Green Program or Affordable Housing, but their overall, they did way too much in the first couple quarters uh, of their cap business, so they had to slow down, uh, or otherwise they would run out of capital for the remainder of the year. And so that's where you saw them pull back significantly on, on credit, or say on an 80% LTV deal, you could get two, three four or five years of IO. Now it's, if you're going to be at 80% leverage, it's, you know, maybe one year of IO uh, or maybe pull you back to 75 or 70% LTV. So it's, it's been a, a challenging uh, last, you know, 45 to 60 days. So they, they really can't expand their cap. Uh, so that was the problem is that they were trying to slow down lending so they wouldn't go over their cap business and they couldn't turn a lot of this business into affordable or the green program. So they were afraid that they would just run out of money. And so that's why they were trying to slow things down. So they raised interest rates significantly. They'll, even though the 10-year treasury, which is the index that Benny Mae and Freddie Mac use in a lot of their 10 or 12-year loans, uh, that was going down. 
but their spreads, their profit spreads for Fannie Mae were going up. So they were not only just trying to tap the brakes, they were stepping on the brakes to stop lending as quickly as possible. And as Fritz said, they were trying to change underwriting of these transactions. So uh, where we had done maybe pro formas, the borrowers did, that they were going to get five years of interest only. Well, that's not what they were going to get uh, because they were trying to slow things down. They were trying to do a disincentivize to use Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And then there were other spaces that people could go to, whether it was bridge lending or CMBS type of stuff. So they really wanted to uh, apply the brakes. So uh, where did this all begin? Tell me a little bit, give me a little bit more background. Uh, there's a new regulator in place with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And what type of an impact do you think that's going to have? Yeah, so Fannie and Freddie are regulated by the FHFA, the Federal Housing uh, Finance uh, Organization. Um, and ultimately, they had a new a new leader in place, Mark Labrio, who started at the beginning part of 2019, who, uh, you know, as they've released more and more data on Fannie and Freddie, really they wanted to have them pull back uh, their exposure in the marketplace. You know, Fannie and Freddie going back to 2008, uh, was taken over by the federal government and put into conservatorship. Um, and I think overall, FHFA and the Treasury Department released a document uh, in August stating that they really want to pull them out of conservatorship and bring them back to the private, uh, the private markets and right. recapitalize them. Um, and so there's a lot of, there was a lot of indecision going into uh, where, where, where the future of Fannie and Freddie will be, not just on the, you know, the multifamily market, but the single family market as well. And so I think that also added some of the indecision and pullback um, from both Danny and Freddie. So, so tell me the good news. What happened last week? Yeah, so uh, on September 13th, FHFA released their, their new goals starting really fourth quarter 20, 2019 where they can do both Danny and Freddie can do 100 billion total each. So a total of 200 billion which is a lot. Uh, I think it's a lot more than we were expecting uh, for an allocation for both of them where, you know, even in their total biggest years, the last, you know, two, two or three years, you know, they weren't even doing, you know, uh, you know, 80 billion. So if it, what they came out was hundred billion each for the next five quarters. So that's inclusive of Q4 uh, 2019. So they have really 80 billion allocated for all of next year, which is a plenty of liquidity uh, and allows them to continue on a pace of being a, 40% to 50% of the overall marketplace. So that, that breaks kind of the log jam that we had had, not having indecision in the marketplace that Fannie Mae were gonna, and Freddie Mac were actually going to fund the loans. Now with this new new uh, initiative that's just come down from FHFA, that now there's plenty of money to fund these transactions. So it sounds like it's good news, Fritz, but is it good news? Is there a catch to it or we just don't know what we don't know yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, as we record this podcast, you know, Fannie and Freddie haven't really came out with if they're going to change, you know, how they're operating uh, from a pricing standpoint as well as credit. So I think the big indecision is, you know, yes, we, you know, both of them have plenty of liquidity moving forward for the next five quarters, but are they really going to pull back on, uh, you know, reopen the credit and pull back on pricing so they can be more more competitive uh, across the marketplace? So at, th at this point, we don't have any answers from either agency. So we've kind of broken the log jam with money. So there'll be money to spend for people that want to buy apartment buildings to, for the loan out. But we're not too sure exactly what that means for interest only, lower leverage, any of the pricing waivers or waivers that come with just everyday business with Fannie and Freddie. So there are some underlying concerns. So hopefully we'll know something in the next two, three, four weeks 
when we get that information back out uh, to everybody. Uh, JC, a question or two? You know, I, I think this is really big news from the standpoint that, you know, as you guys know, right, I mean, we're, we're, we're definitely sort of in a mature point in the cycle. And there's a lot of unknowns in the market right now with uh, some of the trade, uh, trade war headwinds and other things that are happening globally. And so I think that the really good news with this announcement is that we now at least see the next, you know, four to f- uh, five quarters worth of solid liquidity from at least 50% of the market for multifamily lending. And that's going to go a long ways to making people that are in the multifamily space, you know, trading deals and buying deals and operating deals. It's going to make them feel a lot better about staying in the market um, for these next several quarters. So I think from a high level perspective, I think this is absolutely phenomenal news uh, if you're in the multifamily space. That's great. Anything else, Fritz, that you want to add to it? No, I just think overall, I mean, if, this is just, I'll reiterate what JC just said. I think it's awesome news for the whole multifamily market. I think with this big pullback, I think all the uncertainty, it's been very challenging. I, I know for a lot of, a lot of borrowers, uh, multifamily borrowers were, you know, as they're buying deals to have this big of a credit uh, pullback or pricing expand. So it's very challenging. And so I think, you know, Fannie and Freddie's goal moving forward, you know, should be to support liquidity in the multifamily market. And I think, with the with the hundred billion dollar allocation for each of them, I think that gives them plenty of liquidity to continue to provide that consistent uh, consistent cash in the marketplace. JC, you have uh, you're an operator of multifamily properties. You're a, a syndicator. If people want to get more information about what you do, uh, let them know what you do. Yeah, what we do. Well, you know, we've been helping investors for the last thirteen years through a full market cycle, which means we were doing this before the recession. We've been helping investors make smart multifamily investment decisions. And so if you're out there and you're wondering kind of where to start, you want to get into apartments, you want to be an investor, um, or you're just looking for some advice on multifamily, we are happy to provide a free 50-minute consultation to any listeners out there, any viewers out there. You can go to our website, multifamilypropertygroup.com. Go to multifamilypropertygroup.com. Go to the contact us section of our website and just request a 50-minute consultation. And one of our principals, including myself, uh, will get a hold of you and we will have a uh, discussion with you on how we can be of service. And then don't forget uh, Old Capital, uh, uh, the National Conference for Old Capital uh, Multifamily Investment Council, uh, Conference on October 24th and 25th in Dallas, Texas. This is not just a regional conference, it's a national conference. We'll have some great speakers, get a chance to meet with JC, get a chance to meet with Fritz, uh, you know, meet the movers and checkers in the multifamily industry you want to know these guys if you are thinking about uh, getting into the multifamily business or at least investing in the multifamily business. So again, uh, go to oldcapitalpodcast.com and get your tickets to this great event. Uh, Fritz, thanks for the information. You did a great job. We appreciate it. We'll stay tuned for the next couple of weeks and see what else is coming on for uh, changes in multifamily financing. And always a pleasure, JC. Thanks for uh, putting it together.